Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Are the mics on? Our mics are, are they, yeah, it is on, all right. Well, thank you for the people that came up to the front. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. You guys having a good time so far? Well, we appreciate you guys who are sticking it out in the country. Hopefully we have a good show today. Well, they did offer us the headphone options, and we decided against it because it felt weird to have it looped over the back of my ear, and you didn't like it, so I'm... If I get another seat between us, is it better? No. No, we're just not going to hear each other. Where's the producer? No? What? I can hear you. I mean, you opted not to have your headphone mic. I think I'm getting used to it. This really is the best way to do a live podcast, to have the entire front of the area empty and to have people as far away as humanly possible. I want to talk about the setup. Are you happy right with now, it? I, I want to talk about what, what the setup right now, of what we're doing right now, and this setup. Okay. Is this ideal? I would what say, you, what do you think it is? I, I would say I've seen more ideal circumstances, but people are kind of walking in. Can I have a drink or something? Or, I mean, I know it's Here, a, this warm 12, water. <laughs> Matt has changed a lot since his Hall of Fame induction. By I the way, a nice hand for Matt, Sarah. Hall of Fame induction 2018. Even though this place is, I guess you can't put any more people unless, it just feels like it's empty because there's. Yeah, because this was a line right for the autographs. Guys, and then everybody over there with the cowboy hat and everything. We have cowboy, we have but Chuck Liddell. a big gap of people. There's some man just galloping through. So Look, they're feeling it. People got. are waving at you. Everybody's saying so hi. So this is guys. what we're looking at. It's a li- I, I'm not a. I'm, I'm liking hanging out with everybody, but it's a kind of a weird yeah, setup. Yeah, arguably the worst setup ever. But let's talk about your Hall of Fame induction. How did you find out you were being inducted? Because I actually have not spoken to Matt about this because he likes everything to be on the air live. How did you find out you were being inducted? We, did we talk about that already? No. Chris, the producer? We played the video of Dana. We played, not uh, only did we talk yeah. about it, we played the video of it. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not drawing swords. No, but I, you saying. should still tell the people how I you have found out. Yeah. I, I know the answer, but sometimes you just Sometimes talk. I forget that Jimmy's a professional. Yeah. So, oh, you obviously know, but you want to let. Well, you yeah. You want to let. Okay, I'll do it differently. Everybody else in this. I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Talk about finding out you were being inducted. Well, when Dana, but I think they could, can they Google it? Do I have to go through the fucking story again? I, you know no, what? No, it's fun. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear. Wait, what? no, no, no. We should play back the clip. Chris, the producer. Yeah, you know that's not going to happen today. You leave me hanging. I want to know what happened the other night when you were out to dinner and you tackled the guy. What, what was the whole backstory to that? The video that everybody saw. Had a weird couple of days, guys. <laughs> yeah. Do me a favor. Like. I want this to feel like back home. Can I charge my phone while we're doing this? You have a <laughs> charge my phone. I'll charge your phone, sure. Now, so what, what happened? You were out to dinner. You have a video now that has quite a few views. What started the problem? Oh, the, um, yeah. Yeah, the guy was um, being unruly. He came in with his girlfriend. I was out to dinner with my, <laughs> so fucking distracting. You're out to dinner with your family. Hey, no, hold on, no, 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 I'm with you. No, don't yeah. But this is different doing live. Do I have to get into the story right now? Yeah, yeah, we should. No, let's talk about something else. All right, what do you want to talk I about? Think we're gonna, I don't know. I don't feel like getting into it now. All right, we do. Uh, have, we'll talk about it eventually. Let's keep people in suspense. We do have Luke Rockhold. Too early to talk about it. All right. Luke is laying like, down in the back. I, wasn't I supposed to get a beer or something? I thought we were going to be outside where I could get a beer. I'm not, I'm you not don't want to be outside. It's 112 degrees. But Christopher Dusa, you promised me a beer. I thought this is a, a party. All right, well, I'll get you a beer. Can somebody bring Matt Sarah alcohol? Now, I feel like I'm supposed to be throwing food. Who would like to bring? No, somebody bring Matt Sarah alcohol. No, 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 don't. You want a beer? We're going to get you a beer. I don't know if I trust all these people. Yeah. 
Big Tony, get me a beer, please. Are there beers here? I'll ask one of my black belts. Oh, you oh, know that guy. The guy okay. that was practically streaking before. No thanks, buddy. I'm going to turn down your uh, request. Oh, your, your thank you. Yes. All right, so yeah, should we bring so out Luke Rockhold? Yeah, we are a little bit late in starting. Be, I think it's going to be an interesting experience. All right, let's bring out, you want to bring out uh, uh, Luke Rockhold, who is in the back. Um, is Luke you know, here? Can somebody walk him out? in the house. Middleweight, soon to be light heavyweight. Don't get me wrong, Jimmy. Yeah. I want to, I'll talk about it. I just don't feel like talking about it right away. Like, I, you know, it's like, you want to talk about it? We don't have to. I mean, I don't, uh, I, I, I like kind of know the story. What's that? Yeah, I feel we're easing into it. We have to ease into but it. But I would like to have a beer. All right, well, somebody so get like, Matt like, a beer. Like, I want to get me a beer. Let me get a beer. Let me relax. And they're going to bring it's Luke. A stress, it's a little crazy the last couple He's of days. Okay, Luke is coming up. Um, He's in the what back up, now. What up, Artie? I'm, I'm going to say hello to all my students here. How many of your students are here? And all my new friends. Hi, new friends. You guys might as well say hello. Nah, I can't smoke a blunt, my, my new friend. We're on air. I don't know if you're... All right, I guess they're going to bring... Hi. Is that closed? Did you ever see Michael Douglas Don't throw it. <laughs> Who's on the she... game of Michael Douglas? It's opened. Bring there me back one seal. Yeah, look, you got uh, our guest is here. Take a seat, sir. What's up? Oh, Luke! Hey, well, get in here, man. Chris, the producer, you are you take getting a... up, or what are we doing? Yeah, Luke Rockhold, ladies and gentlemen. Nice round of applause no, for Luke. Chris, you want to sit there. in the middle? You got to be hyper-focused on everything behind you, because you never know where they put speakers these days. Dude, I thought you were going to put a rear naked. Do you want to, are you, wait, what do we got coming up with Luke? The great Luke Rockhold, people. Let's hear it. Guys, I don't hear you. You're right, you're close to me. Don't make it weird. All right, now listen, I don't want to sound like that movie I just talked about, The Game with Michael Douglas, but this was open. Do I, do I fucking trust this? No, nah, I think you can From trust it. Fan? I don't know. Was one of my guys gave me this? Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to roofie Matt Serra. I think you're oh, okay. Now I, got one. I feel a little weird. It's a UFC stuff. guy. He's got a UFC hey, badge. Might as well be double-fisted. Who gave me this? Uh, yeah, you're good. This is yours, Big Tony. One of my black belts, I know. Yeah, it's his. Years. It's okay. from him. Now, Luke, <laughs> would you would you take an open TV. beer from a stranger? <laughs> from Big Tony? Uh oh. No, but he, the stranger brought it up to you. That he, your friend got it, but a stranger brought it to you, Matt. I mean, what's that? Oh, hi guys. Yeah. Ah, oh, you're talking to me. Yeah. Luke, hot, Luke, what's up? Hey. I'm asking Chris, the producer, for a fucking napkin. I'm going like this. And he's looking at me like I'm doing some kind of horrible yeah, sign I don't language. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you want me to interrupt when Luke Rockhold's on? I didn't know I you wanted to happen. Does it taste funky? Yeah. Is it t some, some wrong? And I'm still, I'm fuck. I, I mean, I'm trying to do it nicely. And he's looking at me like last year. Last year, is there a fucking fire? I didn't know fire? what you were talking about. By the way, I'm hoping next Shit, year. Can I have a napkin? I'm hoping I'm next sorry, year. Don't, don't think I became a prima donna. No, not at all. Good, You've changed a lot. He, Matt wanted his own room in the back with the air conditioning and the lights out. He wouldn't talk to anybody. You've I changed a lot it. in the last two days. I want to find out what's, what's going on with Luke before I offer him a beer. What if he's got something going on next week? How's, how's your leg? <laughs> Nothing's going on next week. My leg is uh, it's on the mend. It's finally, finally starting to see the light. It's been quite a process, but uh, it's good. How, how exactly did you hurt it? I... Uh, Kicking Yoel Romero originally, uh, you know, created a hematoma of sorts, a pocket of fluid. And then I had an operation that wasn't really, it was ill-advised kind of thing. And, uh, and then I had to had it split apart, reopen, had another surgery. And so finally I, I met a good doctor here of all places in Las Vegas. And we were able to stitch, the, pull the thing back together with this medieval device. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. This, Thing looked like a turn of the century device and just stretches the skin and pulls it back into place. Um, but it worked out. Why was the operation ill advised? Was it something that would have healed on its own or was it a risky surgery or did you train too fast afterwards? Uh, it was, it wasn't done properly. I'd say it was an easier route to it, a lot easier. I mean, you don't open up a guy's shin right on the blade of a shin. So I went under anesthesia, I woke up and they had just done a little more than they really needed to do. and. Uh, as you know, I've I've looked in, into it past then. It seems to be easier ventures, but it was a very strange operation. I can't. I, I don't want to point too much of a finger. Sure. But um, anyway, I'm here. I'm healthy now, and and 
I'm on the road to recovery, so that's uh, all that matters. Everything happens for a reason. Are you one of those guys who's patient? Like, if you get hurt, you're actually going to wait until the injury's healed? Or are you one of those guys that's going to try to get back a week or two before you should? I usually am the one to push it more and more. Um, depends on when I was younger, I needed to. Now that I have a Ralph Lauren deal, I don't really need to that much. So I can kick back in the wings and, and enjoy that money. Because of, um, unfortunately, how the last fight went, are you like, even though you have to take your time, you got to be healthy, are you chomping at the bit to get back in there? Are you like, no, no, because you're a competitive guy, you're, you know, a confident guy. I mean, are you, are you dying to get back in there because of that, the way that ended? <clears throat> Obviously, I'm not happy about, about how it went. Um, I think I'll, I could have done a lot of things differently on, on leading up to the fight and obviously in the fight itself so I know I need to be healthy I'm not I'm not in that much of a rush because I know I, that my body needs to heal in so many ways and I need to get to that thing with my full arsenal and uh, depending on where it's going to be and how it's going to be so I'm, I'm waiting for the right stage and a healthy body to do so you don't have many losses but it's a strange thing when you do when you do lose because you've lost you've won fights where things leading up could have made you lose those fights. So when you do lose a fight, do you feel sometimes like, man, it's this reason? Like, yeah, does that mean I'm not making sense? I'm, all right, listen. When you lose a fight, you're pointing out like, man, or you're thinking to yourself, man, this went wrong, that went wrong. We do you all, think uh, you emphasize that too much, or, or do you more like shit happens? Or because when you win a fight, shit could be leading up to it not going perfect, but you still win the fight. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why you convince yourself to go in there no matter what happens. And, and no matter what's going on leading up to the fight, you, you just got to believe past that and that, that's all going to work out. And, you know, you just you believe your body's going to come to when in the moment. And I've so, always done that. I mean, the, we all have injuries. We all have a certain level. Obviously, it's some more than others. And, you know, sometimes you have to pull out and sometimes you can go forward. Um, obviously, I don't think I've, I've fought it at 100 percent most of the time. And. and this time, maybe not so. You know, I think more so than anything, I think the weight cut was my worst enemy going into this last fight. I couldn't regulate my body temperature. I didn't have my strength. I was trying to do sprints in the morning to activate my nervous system. I just didn't really feel right. With the UL missing weight, you know, there's a lot of things that could have played out differently. No matter how, much, how many times you do that weight cut, it's almost like every fight. Every, it's always different. Like, you can have confidence from the weight cut before because it went so smooth that you'll actually cheat a little bit or do something a little, or you'll be too confident. Next thing you know, it's not going so smooth. I've been a victim yeah. of that before. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, it's like, a lot. Like, oh, I went so smooth. I'll do this, but I have an extra protein bar. And next thing you know, you're cheating here and there, and it's just not the same thing, man. Yeah. So happy I don't got to cut weight, Jimmy. It's the worst thing in the world. So you, hey. are gonna move, you, are, you actually are going to move up and, st and, and go to light heavyweight? I think the most likely situation is, is that I'm just going to wait and see, get healthy, and, and see what they present. Um, you got to really entice me with something special if I'm going to come back down to 85. <clears throat> but uh, light heavyweight is, is, is for the taking. It, is all, it depends on what happens with DC this weekend. But Sure. I mean, him moving up and out of the way, it's, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time and test those waters. And I, I really like how I match up. I, I fought the best guys at that weight class for a long time. I travel a lot. I compete with a lot of them. And I know I can, I can do what I need to do, move him up. Well, they just announced uh, Uzdemir against uh, Gustafsson, and I know people had wanted you to fight Gustafsson, and then you got hurt. So maybe you get the winner of that fight if you're healthy and if the offer makes sense. Yeah, if the, if the offer makes sense, we'll see how it goes. You know, I do kind of train with Vulcan over there in Florida when I'm out there, so it's a little bit weird. But, um, but Gustafsson's a fight I really like. Uh, Matchup-wise, I... I've, I've uh, had my eye on it for quite some time, so we'll see. Could, could you fight uh, Uzdemir, even though you train with him? I mean, you look at, like, Overeem had to fight uh, Arlovsky, and those guys train together. Once in a while, you have to. Is there anybody that you absolutely would not fight? Is Vulcan one of those guys? I mean, no, it's not like a guy that would completely avoid fighting, but, in, you know, if, if you got to get the, make the stage right. It's got to mean something. You're not just going to fight a guy that you train with on the side if, if, if it, it's not, like, in the, into a path to a title or you know, a number one contender or potentially a title fight. So I'm not just going to fight him to fight him, but uh, if the fight's right, I mean, we have to fight each other. We're all... Sure. I mean, it's not a guy I've, I've been born and raised with like Cormier. Me and Cormier have come from nothing to everything. I mean, we were living in... He was sleeping on the floor. I was sleeping in the garage with Bob Cook. I mean, we've come 
from Rags to Riches. Now, it's obviously your bias because your your buddies with DC. But what do you think about DC with uh, with Stipe? I mean, he's never lost. He's never lost at that, that heavyweight, and not a lot of people. I mean, they're mentioning it, but that's huge, man. He's fought some big boys like Josh Barnett. I mean, Josh what, Barnett, Bigfoot. Look what he's done to those guys. I mean, here's the thing: as good as DC is a light heavyweight, he's a far better heavyweight. Yeah. Oh, they're looking at the weigh-in. They're looking at the weigh-in. Oh, it was a push. The weigh-ins. What is it? I guess they're showing the weigh-ins, yeah. Yeah, I'm watching it over here. Oh. I'm watching it over here. Yeah. All right. So, let's, well, Jimmy, tell people what's going on. Well, I guess I'm, I can't see because I didn't see what just ah, happened. Ah, you know what? You need who glasses. pushed who? Uh, who pushed who, people? Oh, the oh, Lewis pushed Lewis, uh, the Black Beast pushed Francis. Is that right? Now, Francis came in 10 pounds lighter than he was against Stipe, and Lewis has actually, I think, had to cut weight to get, what, did he come in at 264 and a half? Yeah, he was 264 right. I, I want to hear Luke's opinion on this. That's actually even a, a, a really a fun What's question. What's that? I want to hear Luke's opinion on who would, on this fight. Yes, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis versus fucking Francis. <laughs> what do you think of that fight? Come on, I, man. I think the fact that Francis got his weight down, I think that'll, that benefit him a lot. I think he got too big. He cared, didn't care enough about his weight, and this proves he's more of a professional this time around. Uh, I think he's come a long ways. I sparred Francis when I, a couple times, and I, I've had those punches being winged at my head. <laughs> oh, you sparred him, huh? Uh, he's, he's a tough dude. He's raw. He's very raw at heavyweight. A lot of heavyweights are very raw, but naturally talented and, and powerful. I give everything to Francis, everything, everything leaning towards Francis on this fight. The Black Beast has shown his way through the ranks he's done well but this is just a different beast that he's does, up against does he does he uh train a lot with heavyweights uh in ganu i heard he trades with lighter guys does, does he spar with heavyweights i haven't you heard, heard much a rumor about i've heard a rumor that he does he not heard a rumor, rumor. that he does uh, not spar hey everyone loves a rumor eh? No. tell us jimmy i that's what i heard that he what just, was the rumor that he spars with lighter guys he does not spar or train with a lot of heavyweights that's what well, I heard. i'm not gonna lie he did try to take my head off quite a bit <laughs> he did i was ducking and diving and he's not a little guy jimmy no not at all no. yeah. but he's not you know heavyweights I think francis would want to know about where you heard these rumors is there a guy over your right shoulder chris the producer what's up uh kevin lee's over here do you want to bring kevin lee yes out? we oh, should bring kevin, kevin lee on now, what are we doing? Chris, the producer, are you getting up, or what do you want to do? You got a chair? We have another chair for Kevin oh, Lee. What up, Kevin Lee? Give me some. Okay, Chris, the producer, give the guy your seat. Rude sea sucker. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Lee. I'm sorry about before. I felt rude before. I always like to keep it fresh when I see you. I saw Kevin backstage, and I want to ask him, because I'm looking on his Instagram. And he's fucking feeding a monkey. He's riding an elephant. Dude, what the hell have you been up to, man? Man, I just spent six weeks in Asia doing shit that I never even dreamed that I could do. You know, I, I come from Detroit. I'm out the mud. We really come from nothing. So for me to be able to, to kind of see the world, see how other people live, get to train a little bit too, see how people move around, uh, it's life-changing. It, 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 it was amazing for me. A lot of my family have just grew up in Detroit. They was born there, raised there. They died there. And uh, I, I said I was going to break that mold. So are you going to Asia now? You're seeing different gyms, and you're, are you more vacationing, or are you training as well as vacationing? Both. I mean, it's a lifestyle. It, this really is, uh, you know, I, I take every part of martial arts into my lifestyle. So every day, that's part of my vacation. I don't really vacation. I, I get up, I do a little bit of training, uh, and then I go about the rest of my day. But no different than anything else. Where in Asia were you? So I got to, uh, six weeks, six different countries, Japan, Thailand, Singapore, uh, Malaysia, Vietnam, a little bit everywhere. Japan was amazing. I, yeah, I, I heard Japan, they have like weird things like vending machines where you can buy girls' panties in. It's like a really crazy, yeah. crazy culture, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's nice though. You know, everything clean, every, everybody like real respectful. And I just, I just appreciated the people. Uh, it, it's nice though. I, I, I could definitely see myself living there maybe at one point. Yeah, I mean, uh, after, you, after you retire, you don't want to live there now. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I got, I got business to handle. Uh, as soon as I came back, I'm right back on the horse. Do you have right anything lined up, any at. fights lined up, or is there anybody you're looking at? I'm looking to fight George. I'm looking to fight George St. Pierre. At 165, right? 165, me and George St. Pierre. I think that's the right fight for both of us. I think that's a fight that makes the most sense. Uh, Madison Square Garden, 
you know New York, and I think the po folks want to see that fight. So now, why? But why George? I mean, obviously, he's the name, you know. And listen, personally, between us and everybody else here listening, I don't want you to fight him. You're fucking good, dude. I want to be the last guy to beat him, Kevin. <laughs> you suck. They go, dude, go for it. You're fucking dangerous. No. Why? You, what? Styles make fights. You're a well-rounded mofo. George, what, what makes your, you think that your style could be a, you know, a problem for George? It's really no mistake. I kind of modeled my career a little bit after George even. Uh, he was one of the main reasons why I got into the sport. You know, he was one of the, the first guys I felt like that could really put it all together. You know, he could wrestle, he could box, he could, you know, he could do yeah. it all. Uh, so I wanted to take that and then take that to the next level. So for me, like, it's more like uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of being selfish here. Like, I want to see the fight just for me, just to see the progression of this sport. I think I can show the next level and, and show the next generation and show, you know, he might have been the first one to, to round those things out, but I can take it and take it even further. Didn't Dana say that George had indicated that if he fought again, he wanted to go down to 155, which was a, which was a massive drop from 180, but he wanted to fight at lightweight. That's rough, especially when you're 36 years old. You know, I don't think he needs to do that. I don't, I don't see, that's the reason I'm calling for this fight. I don't see no other fight for him. What's he going to do, go down and fight Khabib at 155? No. Is he going to fight Tyron Woodley at 170? No. You know, it, it, there's other fights for those guys, and then there's, there, I'm the fight left for him. Why do you yes. think he wouldn't oh, fight I'm Khabib? Sorry. Why do you think he wouldn't fight Khabib? Do you think he wouldn't want that fight, or Khabib wouldn't want that? No, I think he would want the fight. I think he would want the challenge. Uh, but to make 155 with Khabib being the title holder, to, Khabib can't go up and fight uh, right. you know, at a, for a different weight class. Uh, to, for him to make 155 when he's never done it in his career at 35, 36 years old, taking all this time off, I just see it as being too big of a, a, a health risk for him. And it's really it's unnecessary. If he really wanted to test himself, I'm the man to test himself against. My wrestling is better than Khabib's. Uh, and, I, and I feel like I'm more well-rounded than Khabib. So... Uh, we, we, we can make a, a real fight happen. Kevin, let me ask you, though, and you know I, I like, enjoy watching you, so I want this to come out the right way. What is, now, what is in it for George? As for, you're like, you motherfucker. Hey, no, I get on. it. Look at me. I'm, I, George I'm has made, George I'm has made hey. like seven million bucks. No, no, listen to me. <laughs> hey. When I fought George, nothing was in it for him. You understand? He's I understand. He's going to want to come yeah. back for Mark But, you know, do you feel you're big enough? Is he going to be like, yeah. Like, he went, he just beat Michael Bisping. And I'm going to tell you right now, I felt that didn't get enough praise. Because fuck, man, that, that's not a, you know, I mean, he's coming up, he hasn't fought in a while, and he pulled that off. And people just like, all right, that's great. All right, what's going on next? Like, what, now, after achieving that, what makes you the guy? So I want you to tell me and tell everybody. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's no secret, and I'm no dummy. Like, I know he's the A side. It's going to be on his side. Uh, I've already made my little challenge to him, and, and I'm waiting to hear to come back. But for me, as a, even a fan of him, I want to see his progression. You know, all he wanted, all he wanted to talk about is fighting guys that have been fighting since 2005. You give him a lot of credit for fighting Michael Bisbee, but Bisbee's been fighting for a long time and been fighting the same way for a long time. If George really, truly want to be great, and I feel like that's kind of what drives him more than money or more than, than all these other things, he want to yeah. be great, he want to have his legacy. Then he he'd fight Tyron Woodley. He, he, uh, I mean, he ain't gonna If he wanted to be great, he'd fight Tyrone Woodley. It's, yeah, but it's nothing there for him. It's nothing Who's there that, for him. And Tyron's got Kobe. Ty, Tyron's got Kobe to make. That, hey, that's the real fight. Kobe Covington is a realistic fight he would take. Say it again now. Kobe Covington. And he's a fight that he would take. I think it's a fight that George it's, it's, would take. It's too much, but that's too much. You know, they, they've got to unify those titles. I think that's even too much muddied up the divisions right there. You know, George's already done enough damage with that, leaving titles and leaving the 85 title, leaving the 70 title before. He obviously don't, don't mind it, though. We need to, like, you know, fix all this shit. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I'm the man to get it done with it. So, but, Luke, you're saying that, that he should fight the winner of uh, Colby Tyron. I'm saying the UFC's not in the business of trying to fix the shit that you're talking about. They're in the business of making fights that make money. And George, realistically, I think he could see weaknesses in Kobe where he might take that fight. But George against anybody is going to make money. If George is the A-side in this. George, if George is going to make gotta, just as gotta, much money versus me as he would versus Kobe, it ain't really going to bring that many more pay-per-view buys. You got you to have a dance. You got to have like a belt, basically, as a, as a dance partner. Be realistic with it. Come on. But I'm thinking long-term, too, because if, you, if, if one of us fight, we fight for the 65-pound title. 
if they make a 75-pound title and have them unify it, then there's, there's slice to be had. <laughs> like Can we Wait, make a 95-pound title? Because I'm making all about it. Let's go. Wait, hold on. I'm not starting shit, but Luke, so you're telling me that Kevin can't dance. What are you telling me? I'm he, just, Kevin, I'm just... Partner. Kevin has no rhythm. Is that what's going down here in this fucking tent? Motown, you want to see? Show us what you got. I thought we were going to be outside. But no, Kevin, he then kind we, of... Then we'll have to see. I mean, if, if not that one, you know, I'm going to shoot for the stars. And, uh, and, and that's the fight that I still got my eyes on. That's what I'm going to be training every day for hey. these next six weeks. I'm going to be thinking about George, and that's the fight I'm getting ready for. Also, let me just tell you, people might say, you know, even if they don't fight that now, you might have another fight, make a, a statement with it, and now they say, hey, you know that seed he planted about fighting George? Now I want to see that mother jumper. But, I clean it up because I see a couple kids over there. But Luke, you Jimmy, say, you notice how I clean up? It was very professional language? of you. No, because you, you know. Listen, Matt, I, I this you game is chess. <laughs> This game is chess, not I see what you. It's I'm funny, playing man. all the way, baby. Every, every time I see him, I saw him on Joe Rogan, I see him. And Kevin's saying one thing. He's planting little fucking seeds yes, he is, is what he's doing. But Luke Good. said that Luke Good raised the you. point that it would have to be a belt at stake. But if you're fighting at 165 in a new division, then there would be a belt at stake. Yeah, I mean, we, we're going to see how that, how that even plays out. Because then that, that's on the UFC at that point. Uh, I'm just saying, even, even George has come out and talked about, you know, you can have, make any fight want to happen. I think people don't care what two people wear, weigh, as long as they weigh the same thing, as long as they agree on everything. We bring the lawyers involved, uh, and we make the fight happen. If he wants it at 165, we get it at 165, we get it at 55, whatever it is that he wants, and, and we agree on it, it makes sense. And they're telling us that Luke has to go to a signing in like two minutes. Uh, I want to promote your stuff for uh, Apollo. What exact, do you have cologne? What exactly do you have? Oh, you're here, to, you're, wait, why are you here? He's you're modeling. Here for a promoter, <laughs> what, you're a model? What? Hey, do we have the clipboard? <laughs> like I always I said, I do not discriminate against paychecks. Talk to me. <laughs> so wait, the you're, the, you're the face? Like you're one of those Fabio guys? Luke? Hey, you go to the mall, you go to the underwear section, I'm right there. I go commando. Go, hey, you, so I do not do that. <laughs> I'd say me undies, but I don't think they're a Hey, you go to the fragrance section, I'm there. Yeah. So and you're I in there. Smell, you, might, you might need a little bit of pull up. Listen, I, listen to me. Oh, I smell good. You can't say I smell bad. <laughs> smell me. You don't mean to smell me. Hey, listen to me. I don't smell bad. You, I mean, uh, you know why? If anything, some of these fans, they hug me, and I'm my short, so their armpits are on my shoulder. If anything. Hey, you know, that's the, that's the beauty, because I always got the top. Oh, you're tall. You know, hey. You're tall. So wait, what do you and have? you're more frail. Do you have no, you're not. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're drawing swords, so I got to come back. You have clothes. No, look, we're cool. We're good. Hey. Don't make it weird. I had, I, was, I, had a, I had a weird couple of days. I'll tell you right now, we get a lot of fucking hits. <laughs> hey, tell us about it. Tell us about it, man. Uh, about what? No, your, no. Your, you weird couple, your weird couple days. I got two minutes left. No, come no. On. We just talk, talk I'm, about I'm all ears. No, hey. no. Let's, hey, Luke, you know Luke. From the beginning. Come on. Luke, let's hear about Luke's fucking fragrance. <laughs> what is it called? The essence of what? The hey. essence of Yeah, what, what is it called? This is the essence of arrogance? <laughs> is that the fucking name of it? The essence of arrogance. Yes. <laughs> Hit that fucking applause button, Jimmy. I don't know if it's on, Matt. Hold on. Hit that. Matt, I'm you doing the best I can. Hit the clock. Matt, I don't know how to do it. I, it's not, Chris didn't set the it up. Essence of arrogance. You, I, you guys let me down. As long as it pays. <laughs> I'm happy for you and your cologne. It's called cologne. It's Polo Blue. Do yeah. not call it perfume. It's a lot easier to get no, punched in the face. He's not here for perfume. <laughs> he's here for cologne. And uh, I'm going to move on from that old spice shit. And I'm going to get, I'm going to pick up, what is it called? What is it called? I'm going to send you a little care package. What is it called again? Polo, Polo Blue. Polo Blue. Polo Moon. Could short stocky Italian guys wear it? Could they? Hey. Can they spray it on? All shapes Can and sizes. If but you I start spray it, are they going to think I'm a tall, dark, handsome guy like you? Whatever color your eyes are? <laughs> you adds, gonna, adds two inches. If I spray that, they're going to look at me like a taller guy? Adds two are inches they? to your third leg. Humble? <laughs> when I look at you, I see, know what the word comes up? Humble. <laughs> Has anybody, they called you a lot of things in your world? Look at me for one second. Look at me. Look at me. Don't be weird. Look hey. at me. Could you look at me? Humble. Is this because of Wybin? I love Wybin, my brother. <laughs> yeah, no. Now listen to me. No, Michael Bisping says hi, cocksucker. No, I'm only kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm happy you're here, Luke. I feel, no, I do. I'm happy. I'm happy for your cologne. So you, all right. I am. What, what you have a cologne and you have a whole clothing line because you're modeling or is that something that they just already exist and they just have you promoting it or is it a new fragrance? Yeah, no, it's, the, it's their classic Polo Blue. Polo they've Blue. had forever and uh, I, got, I, got the, I got the gig. Good for you, met, man. Met Ralph and uh, 
There we go. But do you work, like, you're fighting, and all of a sudden you're like, it's like guys who do almost like play-by-play -play announcing. It's such an easier lifestyle than fighting. So are you modeling now and going, like, I don't really feel like training to fight because I'm going to make money doing this, and it's just a, a more pleasant lifestyle? <laughs> well, people, people don't understand this business. It's cutthroat. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a gangster world when it comes to negotiations. And the more leverage you have outside the game, the more power you have inside the game. So you can't count on this shit. The, the things I deal with, the things that we deal with on the back end, it's not, it's not fun. And so the more you can branch out, the more you can diversify yourself, the further you get. So if you have the ability to walk away and they know you have something else, it gives you more negotiating power. You know what power. I always wanted to ask? I don't, have, I don't have to come in and I don't have to take what they offer. I can, I can dictate more about what I want. Sure. This I is the do. perfect, no, no, seriously, because a model, like a girl, like model, you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but you're a fucking fighter. You got thick skin. Like, what happens when the looks, and I'm, I'm thick, I'm, when your looks start to fade, if you ask a girl that, they go, ah! They might get upset. Jimmy, they might not do that. They wouldn't make that noise, but I know what you mean. They might not do exactly what I just did, but they might get upset. Like, how dare you talk about my looks fading? But let's say an aging, not a stripper, let's say an aging model. Like an aging model. They're older, and now all of a sudden they can't do the cologne and shit. Is it going to upset you, or are you going to just look at it like a different chapter of your life? I can issue as a guy. As a, as, not, not, not as hey. a guy, as a fighter. A fighter. Fair question. Trying to get everybody. There, there's a timetable like to time fighting. There's a timetable to modeling. There's a timetable to everything in life. That's a fucking good, that's a good answer. Why, uh. why, do think, <laughs> why do you think I'm coming at you with back fist? That's a good answer. Yeah, I want to know. I want to, because you have the ability for that, but a, just a model might say, fuck, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And then start doing awful things. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't know what they do either. I don't know what they do either. Hey, Jimmy, I, what do, I you do what think I they do. do? What, Probably what, know some of them. What do I think models do? After they wall washed up. I'll tell you what they don't do. They don't fuck Jim Norton. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, Luke, where's Luke signing so we can at least promote that? But by the time this airs, is, is it in this building here? Yeah, it's in here, you? but he can go that way. Okay, so yep. they, are they telling us that Luke has a signing? Yeah. Okay, you have a signing to do. I'm not throwing you off. Luke, they, they don't realize it's so hard to talk when we're so... Like We're so Luke. close, it's hard to even understand each other. No, Luke? Luke, why does Luke think I'm so funny? Give me a hug. So I'll see you, buddy. All right, Luke Rockhold, ladies and gentlemen. Nice round of applause for Luke Rockhold. Now, Kevin, can I get you to move in between yeah, us yeah, just yeah, a little yeah, bit easier you. for you? Uh, Thanks, that buddy. That was fun. Yeah, get yeah, in there, Kevin. Cool there. Oh, I was going to get up today. There but, you go. But that, you know what? That makes a lot that of sense. Fun. What he's, I like fun. What he said about the more things you have going on, the more negotiating power it gives you. Uh, when you're fighting, whatever you're doing, do you have stuff outside the UFC you're doing that like kind of the same uh, line of thinking? Kinda, you know, I, I have a lot of different interests, just like anybody else. But obviously, like I, I put my focus all 100% into my craft. You know, I put my focus into what I do. You know, I'm down. Uh, I just signed with a, a CAA, and, and they keep asking me. They like, what else do you like? Do you like to do acting, or do you want to get in movies, and do you want to do all this? And it's like, I do what I do because I love this shit. Like, and I wake up every day and I do this. And I, I don't really want to like split my attention too many different ways. I feel like that's what's gonna give me the most leverage. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's my fight, fighting that does the talking. So that's what I focus on. So you don't want to branch out and start acting and doing that kind of stuff yet, just because you're afraid it'll distract you? When I get old and slow, maybe, you know, <laughs> and then there's a new crop of kids coming up, maybe, then I'll start looking at that. But I'm in this game for another 10 years at least. Uh, so I'm constantly looking to stay ahead of the game. And I'm constantly, I'm constantly like thinking like I'm still 18 years old and I'm still out there to get it. And uh, now, what do you think of the fights this week? I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, Max had to drop out. We're not exactly sure uh, why. Uh, I, I know you said that you talked to him. What did he say to you and, and how is he doing? He said he's doing much better. I, I, I text him immediately as soon as I got the news, uh, just because me and Max are good friends, you know. And, and he's somebody that I got a lot of respect for in this game. And I don't say that about a lot of fighters. Uh, he's somebody that puts it on the line, he gets up, he fights, uh, and he don't bitch about it at all. And, and we had talked, there was speculation that it was the weight cut, the weight cut, but then it was said that the weight cut had not started yet, so it wasn't the weight cut, it wasn't that. You know what, I think every time you hear about somebody getting injured or somebody getting hurt on the week of the fight, it has something to do with that weight cut. You know, it, the, the weight cut takes eight weeks to process. You know, I'm sitting up here, I'm 185 pounds right now. Uh, it takes me eight weeks to do that, Anything, any sickness, and you know, I, I've dealt, dealt with a lot of sicknesses before. I've fought through staff before. That's right. Uh, and it's, it's because of that weight cut. It's because your immune system is getting lower. 
it's, it's a lot of different things that go into it, and I do think it may have something to do with the weight cut, even if he ain't start cutting that water off. So when you fought with staff against Ferguson, I, I, at what point did that start to wear you down? At what point did you like, this is really affecting me? I noticed it on the Sunday before the fight, uh, but it really started to hit me like that Tuesday. Uh, and I kind of just battled through it. I, I, you know, I just, I, I, I'm a tough dude, so I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna put it on my, on my brain. I'll worry about it Sunday morning. Uh, and then that's what it became. And, and that's where I'm still keeping it, too. I, I give all respect to Tony sure. uh, for his performance during the fight. That's all I give. And, uh, you know, next time I'm going to whoop his ass. You were also amazing, though. You rolled out. There was an arm bar you rolled out of, uh, which is one of the most impressive things. It looked like he was about to break your arm, and you rolled out. And he, and he wound up uh, finishing you, and you, you got very emotional. Um, but, you know, you bounced back, and you won your next fight. So, I mean, you certainly handled it well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you learn. You know, like, when you go get up to that championship level, it's, a di it's, it's different. You know, as much as you can talk about it before the fight and you can think about to yourself, uh, you know, I can handle this or I can do it, and you've never been in that spot before, once you get in that spot, it makes you so much better, and, and, and I feel like that's what it's done. And uh, I'm excited to go out there and prove that in my next fight. I want my next fight. I'm calling for this fight for George right now because I've, I know I'm truly ready for it. I wasn't ready for that Tony fight, if I'm being... If I'm being flat out honest, I wasn't really ready for it. It's just, you know, I, I don't give a fuck, and I just was going to get in there and fight. But this time, I'm ready, uh, and, and that's what I'm going to be focusing on. Let me ask you about your sparring. Are you sparring? There's some young guys out there that are old guys. You understand? They get old quick. You're a young guy, athletic. The gym wars. I've had them. I, you know what's good about being short is they're punching down. I never really get my chest. I swear to God. I get hit on the forehead a lot, but uh, I, tell me about that. Are you are you sparring smart? Are you having battles? Tell me about your straight up sparring. So you know, I think as you get older and as you get more experience with actual fighting, and you go through so many camps, you don't need as many of them hard sessions no more. Uh, I really don't spar too hard unless I'm in camp, and then it only takes me about four or five sessions and I mean when we going we going I tell yeah. the guy and I and I and I bring guys out I pay them for their rounds just because they're gonna take some damage so you know I, I, I got to uh, but we go hard when we go hard but for the most part I, I try my best to, to limit as much uh, damage as taking them on the brain it's a strange thing with that it's a fine line between going too hard and being or being stupid but at the same time that's the reason why you'll see a grappler a jiu-jitsu guy for instance get hit who never got hit before and they look like a kid that, and they just start doing stuff totally out of character but it's unfamiliar territory you need that a little bit of, like longo would say a little bit of a shock treatment yeah you need to, you need to get hit i never sparred with anything less than 16 ounce gloves yep. uh but whatever that's a different topic Smart but man. you know but we we sparred hard i mean guys are trying to come at me and then if i got if i'm doing five rounds and you do two guys around two and a half minutes you split it you're bound to, things are getting a little slower, yep. but at least you're getting the 16 ounce gloves. But you need that realism you, of the hard of that of guys trying to hurt you because that's the fight. The sparring is the fight, yet you can't fight every day. Yeah, yeah, no, you 100% right. Uh, and that's what I tell guys that are like looking to get into the sport is when you just starting out, you need to spar a lot, actually. You know, you need to be able to see those punches coming at you in a real time. Just so you, you, you like you say, it's, it's, it's a shock absorber for your brain, too. Your brain is learning. You, you're picking up on patterns. If you've never seen it before and it happens during a fight, because guys are going to, he's looking to take your head off. He's looking to put you, separate you from your consciousness. You need to have some type of training into that. But as you get older and you get more fights and you get through more training camps, you start to understand your timing is different. And you can pick it up a lot quicker than somebody that's just starting out. And uh, I, I think I have the benefit of, of having that experience with having the youth, and uh, that, that's what I look to use and, and, and continuously show something different. Yeah, but what is the balance you'll use between taking real hits in training and going, like, I got to keep my health so, you know, I, I don't do damage here that I should be avoiding? It's constant monitoring. Uh, it's constant paying attention to myself, paying attention to my body. I feel like that's where a lot of people uh, kind of do wrong in this, when they get started in this sport is they, they kind of just block out everything and you really do have to truly be honest with yourself. If you hurt, you know you hurt. Like, you know, it, take a chill pill, sit down, have a beer, relax, you know you hurt. 
Uh, too many guys, they, get, they get, let the ego get in the way, especially when they just start out. You know, they're young, got to let the testosterone. You just feel good, and you want to just destroy the world. But you have to have that balance, and, and you got to be smart out there. Uh, that's one of the things that I pride myself on is being a smart fighter and being able to pick apart even myself uh, in between training camps. Hey, you were going to say something, Jimmy? I was going to ask you about living out in Vegas. Uh, you know, it depends on, you know, certain guys live in Milwaukee and train other guys, you know, in, in New Mexico, and, and then there's Vegas. How do you avoid falling into the traps that people fall into in Vegas. For, how do you avoid doing what I do when I'm in Vegas, when you live that, here? That's what, that's what Dana said the, the, maybe like the first month I was out here, because I moved here when I was 21. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it can be rough if you're 21 out in Vegas. I mean, you, you know the nights. Uh, and Dana said that. He's like, it's hard to, to, to make a, a, a real fighter here. But for me, it, it wasn't that. You know, I, I, I always kept in my mind, like, where I came from, you know, I, I don't never like let this shit get in my head and, and let it like, you know, let it cloud my judgment or, or let it lose my focus. Like I got bigger things that I'm trying to accomplish and I got like more people than just me. I feel like if it's just all about you, you can, I'm cool, you know, like I got, I got money in the bank. Like I can be cool, I can sit back, I can relax, I can go on a beach or I can, you know, be in the clubs in Vegas every night. I know everybody here. But for me, I got bigger goals than that. I, I, I constantly keep my eyes on the prize, and I feel like discipline is, is, is one of those keys to, uh, to long-term success. When you first came out, with it, was there a period of time when you first got here where you're like, all right, this is not going to work? Or were you disciplined from the beginning, or did somebody have to pull you aside? You know, I got to be honest, bro. I'm, I'm kind of – I was over it, like, pretty quick. You know, the club scene and, 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 and Vegas living, and I, I, I kind of get over it pretty quick. Uh, you know, I kind of keep a level head, and I just make sure I, I keep my eyes on it. That's it. Now, the GSP fight, chances are it's not good. If it happens, always listen <laughs> to me. I want it to happen. Love I'm it. A, I'm not a negative motherfucker. I'm with you. I want what's best for you. Hey, I know it's weird. He's right in front of us. I, want, I like this guy's fights. Yes, you do. Do I not say that? 100%. Yeah. I, I'll, usually, so I'll usually say it. So, so let me ask you this. So Tell who me. you want to see George fight? Right now, who you want to see George fight? I don't really... I never, how about this? I never gave it a thought. I, I'd rather be a dick. Uh, George. Uh, well, him and Woodley would be interesting, but we got, or him. You got, you got him yeah. and Kobe. Well, no, no, I know. That gets no, weird. I, no, I'm not trying to believe I'm listening. I, I don't know it's who. It's weird. I was about to say Joe Silva. Who the fuck's the matchmaker now? But is, is George yeah, holding Sean, out Sean hope to I fight Connor? Is, is he holding out I'm hope to do that in a super fight? It, if he is, then that's on him. I, I've made the challenge, and, and you know, I, I've stuck my neck out there, Can, uh, and and of course, like, like I said, I'm not stupid. I know he the A side. I know I know that's how it's gonna go down. Sure. But again, I, every day that I wake up, I'm still keeping that man on my mind, and I'm uh, still I'm still focusing on that. Uh, like you said, it is. I mean, maybe it is a long shot, but I feel like it can be done. I feel like that's the fight that he's interested in. I feel like George don't see no other fight out there for him. Uh, you know, like I said, do we want to fight Khabib? Do we want to go all the way down to 55? Yeah, it's rough. I, do we want to wait for Connor? You know, you can spend I, your whole life waiting. The man already 38. What are you going to do? Can I? I don't know. I'm so fucking honest. Why do I got to be so goddamn honest? Do it. Do it. No, 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 no. I got one. I got one. What, what do you want? What you say? No, buddy, we're in the middle of talking about <laughs> hey, No, no, listen. Wait, wait, Go wait. back to doing your fucking streaking. <laughs> oh, we doing, no, it's the drunk guy. I know you're a nice guy. I don't hate you, but... We're in the middle of talking about something. <laughs> this is I got, live. I got one. Are we doing audience fucking yelling out shit? <laughs> what? No, no, no. That doesn't get you the right. The, 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 no, guy. No, turn away from this guy. No, no. He's, I like to punch the I'm guy a, in the I'm face. I'm not a big fan. I don't know. I like to I punch the guy he's in the, the drunk face. Guy. I punch the guy in the face. You love it. You love it. I love it. We all love it. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry hey. to distract. Sorry now, Matt, you were going to be honest. Go ahead, go Matt, you were going to be honest. You're going to be honest. No, 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 no. Before that, before that awesome, that guy, let me tell you, that guy, what a, what a, what a character. What's the matter with me when I sense an energy of a fucking you, asshole? You, you, you were going to be honest about the you know, fight. I'm not saying the guy's an asshole. I know what you mean. You, you're very, uh, you know, you don't like a certain would, energy. Even sober, I probably wouldn't hang out with that guy. But what, you, what I'm, if I'm, if you're going to say, Matt, would you hang out with the guy that interrupted the podcast? with a stupid question and it started doing that fucking thing like this. If I would hang out with that guy, even if he wasn't drunk, maybe, I, maybe he's a different guy. It's not a, it doesn't look chances good though. Chances are. I doubt you would. Chances are, if you're going 64, I'm gonna say, 
85-15, he's an asshole. <laughs> Guys, what do you think? Yeah, and, uh, he loves it the best. Yes, buddy. Thanks, man. <laughs> he, you love it? Uh, I'm down. I'm thumbs up. Thanks, man. Oh, we're right here now, me and you. All right, security. So George, George St. Pierre versus Kevin right. Lee. Give me your honest thoughts. Say it again. George St. Pierre versus Kevin Lee. Give me your honest thoughts. Go ahead. I think it's a tough fucking fight. It's a tough fight for both guys. But I feel it's hard for an upside for him because it's such a tough fight. How it's, about that? It's I an feel, unnecessary no, no, no. risk for If he feels GSP. like, oh, man, this kid has some fucking buzz about him, but I can take him down and smother him. This is what I think. He took the fight with Michael Bisping because it was Michael Bisping. It's not because he wanted the middleweight fight. It's because, and I love George. But if you listen, and it wasn't talked about before because I'm sure they're hyping it up. They've sparred before, and I heard George got him down a bunch. I think Michael Bisping talked about it. And that's why he was always oh, confident because we sparred before and things are different. George is a mental guy. He sees that fucking middleweight. And John Danaher brought it up to him. And John knows him better than anybody. Sure. He sees that belt. No, I spawned with that guy. I, fucking do it. I can take that fucking thing. And that's great for my legacy. For his legacy, not Kevin Lee right now for his legacy. Ah, what? I don't, rising star, I have everything to lose. Kevin Lee, after Kevin Lee beats a Khabib, after he beats a Connor, fuck, I want that fight. And he said he wanted to fight him. That alone is worth you mentioning. I'm hearing you. But I'm holding George to a higher standard than that. I'm holding him to a higher respect than that. You know, I think what makes a man great and what makes him a great challenge is he don't know. You don't know if you're going to win that fight. Uh, and I, I think well, that's what good. he should really be going for. You know, I, I, that's what I like. I like a good challenge. Better I like somebody. Johnny Cochran. Is, no, he's good. He's, he's a diplomat. Go. Very diplomatic. Listen, listen, this is a big risk for him, yes. But big risk come big rewards. If he beats no somebody shit. like me. Then, then, you know, it's the same thing as people talking about Floyd Mayweather fighting Con uh, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo was 23 years old, undefeated, uh, really hadn't beat nobody. Big risk for him. A great champion like that took the fight, uh, and that's why he's going to go down as one of the best ever. If George wants that same respect, then he's got to do it too, and who's he going to do it against? Has he even indicated he, who he wants to fight, GSP? Has he said that he wants to fight Tyron or did Colby? Or? Did he say he wants to fight? He did said he, he wants to fight. Uh, he was He was on Joy, uh, Joe's podcast, but he didn't name a name. He didn't name uh, a name. You know what? Hold on. I'll settle this. Chris, the producer, get him on the phone, please. Yeah, I'll get him. <laughs> Could you get George right Sure, here? yeah. I'll text Isn't him. Isn't this the UFC official yeah. podcast? But is he yeah. saying he wants to fight, or is he just saying that to see what offers come in? Sometimes a guy is being strategic, and he wants to see what offers come in, so he's saying he's open. But Dana indicated that GSP didn't seem like he wanted to fight. But, but I'm looking at this in a, in, a, in a longer term. You know, obviously the fight to make is Connor and Khabib, yeah. right? I mean, that, that's the big money. You know, they already done... You already done so much press getting ready for, for that Brooklyn fight. Him throwing the dolly through the window. That fight has to happen. We got to see that one. Uh, you got to see Tyron and, and Kobe. I mean, yep. you can't leave that chapter on. That, that has to happen, yeah. You know, it, it has to be done. Who's left? Who's left? Uh, that's what I asked. Yeah, is he going to go up? Is he going to fight Whitaker? I, 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 I don't see it. I, I, think he, I think he wants a bigger challenge than that. I think he wants somebody around his same size. Look, I'm standing here. Me and him are the same frame. Five foot 10, 76 inch reach. 185 pounds, same, the size is not a factor, experience is not a factor, we want the fight, I'll wait. Like, his, like, people, his people are my people, so George, I'm waiting on a text, you got my number. You like office face, it's a question of motivation. <laughs> but I do think though, I know what are you, you mean, telling me? but for what? George, for George, you're a big risk. I mean, uh, for both of you guys, Absolutely. but that's, a, that's a, a tough fight to convince GSP and, to take. And, and make no mistake about it, this is going to be the hardest fight of my career. Yep. Uh, I'm not taking it lightly at all. Uh, it's going to be the hardest, hardest fight of his career. You know, and I think that's what you, you take those two things and, and you get a great fight out of that. Uh, every day, you know, this is somebody that got me into the sport. This is somebody that I looked up to and, and there's no mistake about it. Like, he, he's an idol of mine. He's somebody that I text before my first title fight. Uh, and, and now I'm getting ready to fight the man. So, you know, it, it's going to be a big risk. But with big risk, big rewards. Well, you've made yourself a guy that everybody wants to see fight, too. It's like, you know, Connor in a way. People, some people love you. Some people hate you. But they all want to watch you fight. I mean, do you really care why they're watching as long as they're watching? And we just getting started. We just getting started. You know, it, this shit is a wave. People hate you for the same shit they love you for. Uh, and I'm just riding that way, baby. I'm just being me. Ain't gonna be no different. Still same young kid, still I, coming up. I seen you traveling the world. I have a question. 
I wanted to ask it early. It went, it went away, but it's back. The fucking little monkeys. Are they nasty little fuckers? Do they bite you? Do they? I'm always like, I don't want to be like, I want to see them and give a little high five and give it a peanut, but I'm afraid it's going to be like, ah, yeah, like yeah. I'm a gremlin. <laughs> At some point, I was like, all right, Pug. what I'm going to do, because you get surrounded by them too. It's a numbers game that you playing, but it's like fighting a bunch of three-year-olds. I figure at worst case scenario, <laughs> I can stump one of these motherfuckers. I and then the, the rest will run running. I fought a three-year-old the other day. The where, rest of them will run running. They, they're, they're dumb. You kick one in the face, they don't know what's going on. Where, where were uh, they? Where were these little monkeys? Where were you? Japan and, uh, and Thailand. Thailand, they're, they're riddled with them. Thailand, really? Thailand, they're just out in the streets. Japan, they keep them, they keep them uh, in, in an in a, in a enclosed space. But... Uh, yeah, they, they just everywhere. They're Don't crazy. they take food, too? Like, if you're eating, they'll jump oh, on yeah, you and no, grab food. Like, they're really nasty. Yeah, no, they rough. I mean, you know, it ain't no different than being in Detroit, though. I, I know some crackheads out there that'll do the same thing, too. You going to eat something, uh, they'll yeah, take they, it? Yeah, they'll fuck with you the whole day, too. they sit on the bench. And I, fuck that. I travel with my kids. I saw one of those videos, and this guy that goes over, like, one of those bridges from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and he's got his kid in his hand, and the kid, the monkey, like, an ugly-looking monkey, goes, and it's the size of the kid. And it walks up to the kid, and it walks around, makes a face, and ah, it bites it on the shoulder. Kid starts crying. The father picks it up and shoes away the monkey. The little thing ah, runs away. I go off. I don't know why that's funny. Of course it's funny. I will field goal the fuck out of that monkey. (laughs) I will. Jimmy, if I got my kid, me and my kid hand to hand, and this little fucking ugly gremlin-looking monkey comes over, I don't care if you're looking for a peanut, you're getting field gold. That's the best thing about being one of the best Fuck fighters that. in the world, though. You, you, like you said, at worst case scenario, I'm kicking that some bitch in the head. He, he, he going flying across the room. It just creeped uh, me out, though, the way he went up to the kid. It's like, ah, you're my size. Ah, I'm gonna fucking bite you. Hey, we should do. Uh, should we do picks? Yeah, I think we should do picks. I want to do like picks. you to do them with a picks for this. I don't have so we shit get... in front of me. Well, Chris will beer. tell us what fights. You got it right there. Look, yeah. there's your stuff right I there. Know, but man. I wanted you to get yeah, that. You, pa- you got a package of stuff right there. Okay, of course we've had. Uh... Now, can I just say, and I want to do this because I want to stick up for the guys and girls right here in front of us. They can't hear us. Can I you know. Guys you hear know us when we're talking, or is it weird? Sign, I'll want- fucking take that chip cup <laughs> and I'll do it to like one of those monkeys if it went to bite my kid. I will take that chip. Don't don't show that chip cup. You get yo Ke- Kevin Lee will sign it. Okay. I will not sign that chip. Cup. Why not? It's a, a, I'm not signing it. Get, get him to sign your chip chipperson mug. Hey, a, a pen, sir. Yeah. Mister. Pen, sir. Mister, a pen. Oh, you don't got a pen? He, you don't uh-huh. got a pen. Oh, off stage he goes. Hey, you know off what? You got a video <laughs> of it now. Hey, good job, man. Be prepared, sir. Thank All right, you. there's your pen. Hey, I got a pen. All right. Oh, you got a pen. Get that thing away from me. Kevin Lee is signing the never, chip chip. How Matt, about you, this? I never refuse to sign anything. Will you sign the chip chipperson well, mug? Will you just ask me? It'll be a one of a kind. How many times do you get to I'm do no, something No, no, like I'll that. sign anything else. <laughs> I'll sign anything else. If you stop pulling down your ass, I'm, I'm doing that. Sir, you lost your pen again. All right, I'll sign that. All right, let's after after Matt signs something. Getting it almost as bad as that drunken fucking idiot. I'm only kidding, people. I love all. Matt I love all his- our UFC unfiltered <laughs> army. Still in it. Anybody? Matt, right. let you gotta sign his thing. Yeah, I know. Now, now everybody's just yelling out gibberish. All right, let's get back uh, to the show. Sir, Jimmy. we have to finish let's doing picks. Let Matt show. sign yeah, your yeah, thing, yeah. and we'll do our picks. We've totally I lost like control. I like when the guy's asking for the picture and he's like, could you just sign it? So you say some pics. Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. It's all right. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Matt, just if you could, just for this guy. Thank you very much, sir. I, I want to make a disclaimer, though. Uh, I'm terrible Take at fight picks. That's so okay. I am, too. If anybody is out there, run straight to the sports book and uh, bet against whatever I'm Everyone is bad at fight picks, though. Everyone. I mean, you know. I mean, who picked uh, Jose Aldo to lose in 13 seconds against me? Nobody is really good at fight picks. They're very difficult. This sport's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yes, Because guys hey, have injuries sometimes. We all agree reporting. on that, Jimmy. What's that? We all agree. Can, why, I wish you weren't. I, listen, I, I, I was about to say I wish my friend sober for the last 15 years wasn't sober. I should go to hell. Why? You're right. I'm sober longer than 15 I years. I don't know. My eyes are... I, 31 I, years. How do I look right now? Do I look normal to you? You look terrific. Thank you. You know how I feel I'm about having, you. Listen, can I tell you it's a vacation now? Yeah. You Let's do our you picks. You think it's not stressful doing the whole Hall of Fame <laughs> thing? Of course it is. I blow right over it. My life's work. 
That's, <laughs> right, Kevin Lee? Friends like him, you might as well hang out with Chris. Well, I tried to talk about the Hall of Fame earlier, and right. I was completely. I don't uh, think anybody even fucking hears us. They can hear they you. Do. They can hear yeah. you in the back. I it's thought it would be such a good right. energy, and these guys are great. I wouldn't be throwing shit, people. I, no, don't get me wrong. I, I love you, but I thought there'd be a little bit of energy, but I don't think they hear us. See, the speakers, they can hear, they can hear you, Matt. These guys are just close to the stage, so they can't really Saki hear. against Khalil Roundtree is the first fight, uh, first fight of the main card. I, I got to go with Khalil. You know, I think Khalil would just be a little bit more well-rounded. Uh, I think he'll pick his shots a little bit better. You know, Saki's only done this so many times in MMA. As many times as he's fought in kickboxing and all that, it kind of goes out the window just because the, the, the spacing and everything is yep. so different. Uh, I'm going with Khalil. What is uh, what is uh, Saki done in his last couple of fights, and what has Roundtree done? He's one and one. His last fight was a win over Enrique De Silva. It was a knockout. Okay. Uh, and then before that, he had a TKO loss outside Who? of the UFC. I'm, I'm going with the man with more experience uh, and the athleticism, uh, Khalil all the way. And I'm going to go with Khalil Roundtree as well. I'm going to take him with a second-round TKO. How do you see him winning, and in what round? I, I, you know, I'll go with third round. Third round TKO. Uh, you know, Saki did get real tired in that last fight. I don't think he can make up with, for that. Uh, and I think it's just that experience. If okay. you ain't used to doing it, it's going to make you tired. Okay, Matt, what do you think? First round KO round three. Okay. Wow, all right. All right. Uh, bold, right? Bold. Now. Oh, it's the same asshole. <laughs> it's the same asshole. <laughs> hey, asshole. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you are the unfiltered asshole. <laughs> Yo, get the video. No, well, don't give him any credit. Uh, yeah. One guy is the unfiltered asshole. Yeah, look at him. All right, go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. Okay, next fight it's up. It's fun uh, sometimes to watch. Me and Drunks, we have a hard time together. What? Go. No, go ahead. All right, uh, Michael Chiesa, who missed weight, I think, by, what was it, one and a half pounds? Yeah, a pound and a half, yep. So he's uh, losing 30% uh, against uh, Anthony Pettis. Um, what do you think? This fight was a makeup from uh, where? Where were they making up from? This was off of U UFC 223. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I'm going with I'm going with Kiesa, even though I like Pettis more. Obviously, uh, it's just Kiesa so big. So if I'm putting some money on something, I, I had to go with Kiesa being able to close that distance. But uh, I'm still rooting for my boy Pettis for sure. I mean, he he he's faster, he's slicker. Uh, I think he he. I'm hoping that he can get it done. That's all I'm saying. So now, I'm how do you he think Kies is going to win? I see it going to decision. You know, Anthony's not going to be finished for sure. Uh, it's just Kies is so big; he can take a good shot. Uh, you know, Anthony's going to be quicker on the feet. He's going to land some good shots, but it, it's going to come down to a close one. I'm going to go Kiesa, first round submission. I fucking hate. I love Jimmy, but we're close. But go ahead. I'm going to go Kiesa, oh, first done? round submission, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Christopher Producer, because he's like, he, he's putting it up, he's putting it down, he's putting the mic up. Oh, no, it's it fine, yeah, please, go, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Christopher Producer, go ahead. It uh, looks like you were doing obscene things to the microphone a second ago. Yeah, I actually like Kiesa by decision also. What? I like Kiesa by decision also. Decision by Kiesa, okay. By decision? Yes, sir. Rear naked choke, Kiesa, second round. Okay. But I want to have say, I'm... I'm holding out for my boy Pettis. Please, please, Pettis. Get but, but this is, you know it's rough, I'm just being real. I'm Listen, just being real, I feel like. It's so rough, and you'll see as this goes on, because you might have one of these gigs when you're my age. Uh, it's, I, I, when I was, when I was, I sound so weird. When I was your age, I hated when people picked against me. I think it's so personal. When I see him, it was, it was actually, like it was a, maybe it was a different, I don't know. No, it was the same shit. Guy, I'm like, and a guy would come up to me, a reporter or sure dog or somewhere. Hey, man, you know. I see him and I think, what's up, Matt? I look at him and I think, fuck, bro. I'm going to get my ass kicked? Fuck you. Yeah, How about I don't that? take it that I way. I don't need your hellos. So I feel weird, though, because like, I'm, I'm friends with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but and it's I, not and I, don't, and I like you, Rufus, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like both the brothers. Yeah. But, you know, fuck, I got three kids. Yes. You got to be real. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Even at the end of the day, I'll text Pettis myself and be like, look, I got to be real. You know what I mean? It's I got to call it like I see it. I do have that second of... I always want to say it every show, but by doing it now, I am saying it every well, show. Well, this is why Kevin will be a good uh, a good analyst someday because you said you're friends with Pettis, but you're still you want Pettis, but you're still taking Kiesa. So you don't bet with your heart; you're betting with your head, which is a smart way to go. I know I bet with my heart, and that's why I you lose took my all the shit. time. Did you take my shit. It fell on the floor, Matt. I would never oh, take your I'm shit. Sorry. 
Uh, now, this fight, I believe, was moved up. Was this moved up to the main card? Yes, this was bumped up to the main card. From the prelims. Max and, uh, because of Max and Ortega yeah. not happening. Uh, this is a very interesting fight at welterweight. Paul Felder against Mike Perry. That's a very, very interesting fight. This is Felder's first fight at welterweight. Um, stepped in last minute for Yancey yep. Medeiros. What, how do you see this fight going? Perry's a fucking wild man. Perry's a wild man. And, and, and if you, uh, I think Paul Felder taking this fight on short notice is, is going to play against him. You know, you really got to prepare for somebody like Perry, I feel like. He's going to come, and he's going to come balls to the wall. Uh, yeah, I, I just see Perry being able to, to, to catch him. I'm going Perry TKO probably in the first round. You know, it's funny. I was kind of thinking the same thing because Perry has lost two straight fights. Uh, uh, Griffin and uh, Ponzinibbio, I don't see him losing a third fight. And again, Felder is moving up. So I'm going to take Perry with a second-round knockout. It's really hard to bet against Paul Felder. It's just because he's moving up. Uh, 15 pounds in weight. So I'm going to go with Perry, second round knockout. What are and you doing, knows. Christopher Dusa? Um, I actually think I'm going to take Paul Felder. I think he's going to use his size, and I think he's going to be able to grapple with Perry. I think he's going to keep him up against the cage, use some wrestling, throw some elbows. I'm going to go Felder decision. We'll see what happens. Has he... When was the last time the Felder did the grappling in the fight? Tell me. Tell me. It's, tell me. It's, tell me right now. Tell he's me. Used it. Tell he's me, used Christopher Dusa. Tell this tent. Of people that uh, oh I hear that <laughs> asshole again. I, <laughs> what's up, asshole? There's the asshole. I'm only kidding, buddy. I'm sure you're a good guy when you're not drunk. Do you know that dude from Instagram? Are you guys cousins? <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm sure you're a good friend. Good right. fan. We got five minutes. What Go do you want to do? Sorry, here? I we got five minutes. Who you taking? Felder or Perry? Yeah, we have to wrap up because we have, they need the space. Say again? We have to finish because they need the space. We have like I two minutes. Fucking you. Well, are we done? No, we have a couple minutes left. No, no, no. All let's right. go, let's go, let's go. What let's do we got now? Tell me. What you do you think about Felder, Felder against Perry. I'm so excited about it. I think Mike Perry, second round KO. I think that Felder taking this on short notice is, is a rough, tall order. But I think he's tough as hell, so it should be. When I found out this is the change, I was, I was happy about it. It's a fun, fun, fun fight for the fans. Okay, so yes. you're taking uh, Perry. Now, this, oh. uh, the co-main event, which was moved up, obviously, to the co-main after Ortega Holly, is a re these two fights are really hard for me to pick. Uh, Ngannou against Derek Lewis. Again, Francis is coming in 10 pounds lighter than he fought Stipe at, which might give him a little bit more cardio. Although, I don't really see this one going the distance. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes, sir. The Black Beast, first round, KO. Ooh. Jimmy. I said it, Kevin Lee. Ooh. Kevin Lee, I said it again. Ooh. Kevin Lee, what do you think? Out the gate, I don't know. I ain't betting against Francis. I see, you know, look, he live in Vegas. I live in Vegas. I don't want none of them problems. Uh, the man scared the fuck out of me. So, uh, and Derek's a, a, a nice dude. But Francis, Francis, Francis? all the way. A little, little too athletic. Uh, if Derek took a little more serious, I thought he could get him. But Francis coming out like a madman, man. What round? First round, first round. Okay, first round. I'm going to take Nganu second round, because I think the first round, they're both so powerful, they may take that round to feel each other out a little bit. Sometimes guys don't just want to start fucking unloading when they both know they can be knocked out if they get hit once. Do you think you'd want to hang out with that asshole in the audience? Or I'd love you, to hang out with him. Do you think that's your type of people? That's like every show why I've done I, for the last 25 I, years. Like, I'm just so anti-asshole. I know. I'm into, like, these people right here are nice people. They're I, wonderful people. I can tell they're, nice. they're patient. Even the guy just asked me to roll. He's want to roll? Jimmy, when you're doing a thing, you want to roll? And I'm like, why? why is he for why? what reason? Do I, do I want to work? Do I want to get sweaty? In you don't need thing? to get sweaty. He goes, no, for me. 110 degrees. Okay, thousand bucks. All right, let's What's do up? I okay, want to know. Right to it. This is the hardest fight to pick in a long time because I like both of these guys. And again, I bet with my heart. Uh, you know, Miocic fighting, of course. By the way, uh, DC came in a little bit heavier, I, I think, than, than Steve. Didn't he come in heavier? Did he? Yeah, yes. yeah, weighed him by four pounds. Yeah. Woo! He, he came in what? Four pounds heavier than Stipe. Four pounds heavier than Stipe. I think Stipe weighed 242 and a half. I think DC, DC weighed Never 245. Never lost that heavyweight. But is that going to is that going to help DC because he didn't have to go through the weight cut, I'm, or is it going to make him uh, a, a gas a little early? I, I'm actually not liking that. It's been a long time since he's been that heavy. Yeah. I assume uh, it's been a long time since he competed that heavy. So it it might take him a little bit longer to get used to his movement and get used to his body, especially uh, if he coming in 246. You say? 246. Yeah. That's 40 pounds over yeah. 205. Right. I mean, that's a big boy. I mean, I mean uh, 
I'm I'm not really liking that number. Uh, if I'm if I'm a betting man, I, I'm probably that's probably gonna make me throw a couple more dollars on Stipe. Stipe's quick. He's light on his feet. Throws a lot of good punches. Uh, he should be able to overwhelm him as long as he can keep uh, uh, DC up off of him. How do you see? Maybe third round. Maybe third round. You know, that's a long time to try and wrestle somebody for sure. five rounds. Third round, especially carrying a lot of body weight on him, I don't see him holding it. I'm gonna. It's hard to bet against the heavyweight champion when this will be his fourth. I think if he, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm gonna take. And it's hard to bet against DC. There's almost nobody I would take uh, uh, against Cormier. But I'm gonna have to go because he's the reigning heavyweight champion. And he's used to fighting here. And you're right. It's a long time since DC really fought it this way. I'm gonna take Stipe by decision. Oh, that's funny. I was gonna say the same thing. What do you think the asshole would say? I, I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> Let me see where he is. I can't find him. It's like finding where's Waldo of an asshole, though. Oh, I see you. <laughs> it's like, where's Waldo? Hi, asshole. Hi, uh, asshole. You guys, look. It's an asshole. UFC so security funny. does a good job. It's so funny when you like witness stuff like this. You know, it's just uh, fun to deal with. What were you going to say, Chris? We only have two minutes left. Two minutes. Not even two pick minutes. Here. They need the stage for something. All right. Um, well, hey, listen, Jimmy, I got things to do anyway. I mean, so do I. Let, let me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, you know what? I would take a video, but they I really, really want to give the guy credit. On that note, people. Did you make your pick? People, what do you think of the asshole? Should we boo the asshole? Boo the asshole! Boo him! You <laughs> suck! That's for you, you see, sucker! You suck! Someone's gonna show a video of you tomorrow and you're gonna be so embarrassed. You're gonna, oh, that's me being an asshole. One day you have children, they're gonna see it and say, oh, my father's an asshole. My father's, oh, well, shit! I Googled my father and he's an asshole. I, my dad, dad, you didn't tell me that you were in a tent. At the pot, there's a pot thing going, and you were being an asshole. <laughs> what are you, what, Dad? You're a, I'm, a, I'm the kid of an asshole. You're an asshole. All right, thank you. All right, Jimmy. This, Kevin Lee, thanks, man. Kevin Lee, ladies and gentlemen, time, the dude. great Kevin Lee, this and also thank you to Luke Rockhold too for and, coming out. We love Luke Rockhold. Jimmy, that story with the fucking thing with the other drunken asshole. I'll say that on the next podcast. On the next podcast. Thank you guys very Thanks much. Guys. We know it was hot. We appreciate it. Thank you guys and enjoy 226.